Hello and welcome to The Awakening. I am Walisha Bettis-Farrington. I am the guest host today. I'm stepping in for my big sister, Chantel Bettis-Brown. And today, I'm just going to talk about uh, parenting more so on the conscious way of parenting. Um, I know there's like a ongoing debate conversation about people whooping their kids, people not whooping their kids, what whooping kids, uh, what kind of effect that has on the children and what <clears throat> not whooping the children have effect. And I'm here to say that like parent the way that you like to parent. However, there is a way to parent your children without whooping them. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, when you, when your child get older, they're going to run all over you and they're going to be beating you up and cursing you out. That's not necessary. That's not um, true. If you think about it, children just want a few things. Most of the time is they want attention, they want stability, they want independence. Um and that's the bulk of it. I mean they do want other things, but for the most part a lot of the issues that children have is the foundation of it is those three things. Um, if you think about it, most of the time when children are acting out at school, it's like it might be a change at home. Maybe you just moved. Maybe someone died. Maybe um, mom or dad got a new partner. Maybe mom and dad got a divorce. Um, maybe. Um, their friends, something happened with their friend. Like, it's something always that's at the bottom of a child acting out. Maybe they just don't know, and they feel like the only way they can get attention is to act out. Um, if you think about um, a toddler that doesn't know how to talk yet, they have no other way to communicate other than to fall out, act out. That doesn't mean they just want to um, throw a tantrum. It doesn't mean they don't know how to express themselves right now because they don't know how to put in words. They can't talk. And they just need you to connect with them in some type of way. And even um, toddlers that do know how to talk. They might not just know how to uh, self-regulate at that time. <clears throat> and so they need your help to help them self-regulate and figure out what's going with them, going on with them in that moment. So they need that connection. They need that attention in order for them to be able to um, get through that moment. Now, we as adults, we, in this day and time, have a very, like, 
in general, frustrating life. We got the balance home, got the balance work. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and it's just hard right now for many of people. And so the frustration is going to be there. Like you're going to come home a lot of times and you're tired. So you just want to like relax. You don't want to have to deal with like anything really. Like I know for me, when I get home, I can barely cook a meal. Like I'm most of the time I'm passed out. Like I'm out for the night. As soon as I get home, I come home. My one year old is like sleepy because he's refusing naps all day since I'm not here. And so when I get home, he's sleepy. I'm tired. And we just go to sleep. But then I have a 10-year-old, and um, <laughs> he still needs, like, some attention. He needs to be fed, you know. He needs everything that the one-year-old needs. So yeah, I have to, he ends up waking me up like, uh, Ma, uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> so I have to get up and attend to him. So I understand, like, you know, the frustration, the level of tiredness you are. But when your child or children are acting out, that is your moment to stay calm. Now, if you can't stay calm, then, like, just remove yourself for a few minutes or take countdown or something. But you can't teach your child how to regulate themselves if you're not showing it because children learn more from modeling from than what you tell them. If you think about it, children don't understand words. When they come out, they don't understand words. They learn from associating words to actions. So if you say if your child uh has is trying to um play with a cord you say, oh, no, don't play with that. And you remove it from the child. So then they associate don't to you removing it from them. So that's how they build their vocabulary by the actions that go with the vocabulary. So then they're not born with knowing what no means and stop means and don't do this and don't do that. They don't know what that means. So when they're having tantrums and having breakdowns, like you have to model for them how to self-control or self-regulate in that moment. You have to talk it through. You have to show them what to do. Like you have to model it because children learn more from modeling than they do from you just talking to them because like like I've said before, they don't know vocabulary. So with that being said, you have to, um, no matter how you're feeling, you have to hold up in the moment and take care of the business. You have to be able to provide them with that attention. And a lot of times, um, they're, they're not being mischievous. They just want to be independent. They might want to pour their own, um, pour their own milk in a cup or, um, 
feed themselves. It's not the fact that they want to make a mess. It's the fact that they just want to do it themselves. Once again, they can only learn one from you modeling how to pour something in the cup or modeling how to feed them and like them watching you feed themselves. Um, and yes, they're going to make a mess. They don't know that when they're done, they say done. They're going to like, well, I'm done and playing it. Or, you know, let me experiment. If you pay attention to toddlers, especially or little, little kids in general, they like to play in water. You know, they like to play in the tubs. They like to play in the toilets, the sink. They like playing in water. I don't know what's the science behind it, but water is their seas. So, um, of course, if you give them a cup, they're going to want to waste it and play in it and splash it and all that good stuff. You give them some food. It's texture in food. They're going to want to feel. They're going to want to play in it, just like um, when they're at daycare. A lot of daycares, um, they have sensory tables. So um, they, at the daycares, they might have a water table. They might have a, um, a, a sensory table where they have like beans and rice, dry beans, dry rice, or clay or something, sand in, in the sensory table because they're able to play with those things at daycare. So, of course, when they get home, or in general, because this is just the development of children in in general, they're going to want to do it. They are learning. The way that they learn is by watching and using their hands and feeling their way through it. So they're not purposely trying to do it. But from our point of view, we're tired. We're frustrated. We just want some peace. And we're like, no, don't do that. Or, you know, that's not, stop, stop. And they're not able to learn. So it's a way, it's almost like a compromise, basically. So you say, don't do that. Or don't do that with that. But you can do that with this. So, um, for example, if um, your child wastes some milk on his table or on the table. And he's like, no, we're not going to play with the milk here. But here, here go a bowl, like a big bowl of water you can splash in. You can put a towel on the floor. You can put them in the tub. You can put, you can just do anything and let the child play in water. That way, he he or she gets to play and make a mess in a controlled environment and you're not stressed out about cleaning it up. You can put towels on the floor when um he he or she are done is done, they you can just pick the towels up, put them in a the washer or sit them outside, let them dry. It's all about them learning and uh, gaining that independence as far as food, they're gonna make a mess. I mean, food is food. <laughs> we as an adult sometimes still make a mess of food. And then 
children also do well with stability, with schedules. I personally don't have like really set schedules with my children, but it's basically routine. My days, our days are routine. Like we don't have set, well, the 10 year old has a set bedtime because he'll stay up all night. But like in general, if if school isn't involved, we don't have set bedtimes. Like we just kind of go with the flow of what our body has been gotten used to. So we get up, we might eat breakfast. We might not eat breakfast. We might end up eating brunch or lunch. And then a nap is going to happen somewhere with the little one. And like another nap, lunch, another nap, dinner. Like it's just, you know, it's nothing set. But it's also the same thing every day. It's in the same order every day. Might not be at the same time, but it's definitely in the same order every day. So when you throw a child off of their normal routine, of course, they're not going to, you know, be happy about it. Is is they're going to be agitated? I mean, we as an as adults, when something ruins our plans, we're angry about them. And so th- this one of the things that I don't understand how adults don't connect the same frustrations that they have with um, their everyday life. And they don't connect that to a toddler or a child in general, no matter age, and their frustration. It's almost like adults don't really see children as human. They kind of see them as like (laughs) something else. I don't know. But the moment that we realize that children are human and the way that we treat our children is not the way that we want to be treated or nor is it the way that we are treated, it'll be a better world, a better community, especially in the black community. It'll be so much better. Like we don't have to, our children don't have to be raised like we were raised. They don't have to be beaten just because they were being a child. Because if you think about it, a lot of the things that children do are them just being a child. They don't know right from wrong. You have to teach them right from wrong. They don't know the things that we know. They are fresh on earth. I don't care if they're 15. If you compare a life of a 15-year-old and a life of a 30-year-old, <laughs> come on, y'all. They have, they just, they're still learning. We're still learning as adults. So they're still learning. The things that we know, they don't know. A child, a, a, a three-year-old don't know that if he sticks something in the socket, he can get shocked. He don't even know what shock means. So that's why, you know, you supposed to baby-proof your house. They don't know if they um, hit the TV, it's going to break. That's why you're supposed to put the TV up or anchor it or something so that the child can't hit the TV, knock it over, or anything. So 
a lot of things is just like the children are exploring, they're trying to learn, and in the midst of them learning and exploring, they quote get in trouble for being children. Now, if you look at like developmental research um, of human development, a lot of the things that you will see is part of their development. Children biting, children hitting, um, teenagers or preteens talking about sex um, at the age of 12, 13. All of that is human development. And I think, honestly, it when when women and men find out that they're in a this earth, they should take they should have some or be provided with some type of like human development class because honestly, if you understand the development of humans, you will understand that these behaviors and phases that children go through are perfectly normal. You just have to steer them in the right direction. No, you can't play in the toilet. (laughs) That's unsanitary. No, you can't, you know, do this. Or yes, you can do that. Or you can't do it. You can't do this. You can't throw the ball in. You can't throw this basketball in the house, but you can throw this teddy bear and you can do it in this part of the house, only in this part. So that's, you're not taking away from them what they can do. You're just redirecting them to what they, what they want to do, but in a controlled area. If that makes sense. So, um, a lot of this stuff is just human development. It's like, and I understand, like, I don't understand how if every child goes through the same phases, it might be at different times, but if every child goes through the same phases, why are they still being whooped <laughs> for doing these things? You cannot beat human development out of a child. It's just point blank period. Um, so I don't understand why it's such a big issue. That should be like a reality check for us. So if children go through the same behavior patterns as in general, all children, all children want to play in the toilet. All children go through like a hidden biting stage. All children go through tantrums. All children go through the awkward sex phase. All children go through um, being sneaky and lying. If all children go through the same patterns, why is it that we're not paying attention to that? And instead, trying to beat the human development out of child because that's basically what we're doing. We're interrupting the human development because it's not fitting 
our narrative is not fitting our 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 lives in that moment basically like you're tired or you're trying to get something done and your child is not cooperating well did you give the child something to do is the child been engaged does the child has connection is can the child do things um independently are the things that you are providing for your child age appropriate meaning um are they responsible enough to even do that particular thing because like sometimes we think that a child is ready for something and then they're not but because of their age we're like okay this seems okay they can handle it when really they can't for example cleaning their room so this point you know you have a eight nine year old child you think they should be fully capable of cleaning their room. One, your clean might not be their same clean. Like you might want y'all y'all might not view what clean is. So was that established at the beginning? This is how I want your room to look. This is what I think clean is. So when you clean your room, this is how I want it to look. Was that established at the beginning? Okay, well, two, is the child capable of even getting it that clean in the amount of time? Because we have, and I have to, I have to check myself on it, and I also have to check my husband on this as well because we'll ask my ten-year-old to clean his room, and it'll take him all day, and then my husband he'll get irritated because he. Once you, why, you know, why is your room not clean by now? And then I've kind of been like laid back on the issue because I'm like, well, if his room isn't clean right now, what is that going to hurt? Like, it is it going to cause us to get kicked out? Is it going to, like, like, what, what? issue is it causing if the room isn't clean right away me pressuring him to clean the room right now is only going to stress out me and him is it with my husband he gets so worked up about it and i'm like what what is the issue why are you getting so worked up what is it going to harm for the room not to be clean right now? Or what is it going to harm? You say, hey, can you clean up your room? Did you say right now or did you say later? Did you, did you just say clean up your room? Was he playing his game? Was he in class? What was he doing? Why does it bother us so bad? Well, we ask them to do something and it's not done. 
by the way. Is it going to cause any harm of, or damage? You can say, hey, today I would like for you to clean up your room. That gives them the independency to do it on their own when they want to do it as long as it's done that day. So does that mean you can't do gentle reminders? No. Does that mean so you can't ask when they plan on cleaning up their room today? No. Every now and then, so when do you plan on cleaning up your room? Are you, do you plan on doing it before you go to bed? Do you plan on doing it after class? Do you plan on doing it on your break? Like, what harm is it going to bring if they just don't do it in the moment that you ask them to do it? I think about because you're really just creating stress for yourself. And for the child, because most likely, if you ask child to clean up their room, and then you come back 10 minutes later, you ain't say when, you ain't say now, you ain't say in 30 minutes, you just clean up your room. You come back 15 minutes later, they might have not done it or only done it a little bit. And you're like, uh... Then I ask you to clean up your room. Now you mad, the child mad. What and then what what type of productivity do you get then? Or you can approach it and like, hey, I've seen you haven't gotten much done. Do you need help? Or you can offer your help. I'm willing to help. I'm here if you need me. I'm I'm here if you need help. Because some children just aren't that responsible yet to be able to clean up their room on their own. So it's just a lot of things that we probably just need to, as adults, look at differently when we're talking about parenting. Because honestly, parenting is hard, but it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. We make our parenting life so much difficult than it really has to be. And I hope the things that I'm saying kind of make sense. Um, If you're wondering, because like I'm pretty sure there's going to be somebody out there that's like, oh, her child just do whatever they want to. Nope. Nope, they don't. I have a 10-year-old, I have a 1-year-old. 10-year-old, he's just, just as respectful, quiet, smart, intelligent as he wants to be, responsible, independent, don't have any problems out of him, doesn't work. Just, you know, now, do I have to remind him to clean his room? Yes. Do I have to remind him to sign back in the class? Yes. Do I have to remind him to take a shower? Yes. Like, He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But I make my parenting easy for me so that we're not stressed out. He's not stressed out as a child. I'm not stressed out as a parent. When we think about parenting and we start looking at our children as humans that's just trying to learn their environment learn their world, learn how to be independent. 
just learn, then I think we can break those generational learnings that has been passed down for who knows how long. We can bypass the whooping. Did my 10-year-old get whooped? Yes. But I literally had a reality check one day. I was, I think he might have been like three or four. And he he's never been a, a quote, bad child. Um, he's actually just been pretty laid back since birth. Like, honestly, he's just like laid back kid in general. And so I never had to like really like whoop, like beat him or whatever. Um, and he was maybe like, I think he was four years old and it was, he was in his room playing and I went in there to check on him and I walked in and he just took a pencil to the wall, just all over the wall, whatever hit, like the, the, drawing was like as high as he can reach and it went from one end of his bed to the next end of the bed and I tore him up and I realized like after I I whooped him I left out of the room and I just felt so bad for doing it like I felt like I just knew it was wrong like I was like girl you didn't have to do that. So I reality checked myself. Like, so what's going on right now? And I was frustrated. I was PMSing. So I was having some mood swings and all that. And when I realized it was mean, that was frustrated. He was being a child. And yes, drawing on walls and furniture and all that is a general child thing to do so i'm like okay i went back in the room talked to him about it apologized to him and then i asked him i said what can we do to fix this clean it up so we we got towels we got soap and i had him to clean up the drawing on the wall did i help yes because like i said some of the stuff was like really hot I helped cleaned up those spots, and for the, but for the most, what he can reach, he cleaned up, and that was his last whooping. He's ten now, so he has not had a whooping in six years because it wasn't needed. He's been a child. He's gonna do child things. He's learning every day. We as adults still make we we know. Things are wrong, and we still do wrong things. We don't learn by people beating on us. We learn by doing things over and over again or someone teaching us. We don't learn by people yelling at us. We learn by people taking the time out and talking to us or showing us what to do. So when we put those ways towards children things will be like totally different you'll see a difference in yourself you'll see a difference in your child or your children it'll just be such 
a glorious time. Um, that is my time. I'm so glad to be able to have this segment for my sister. Um, and I hope you got something out of the things that I've said. Like I said before, I'm not really just trying to tell you how to parent, but I'm just giving you a different outlook of how to parent. If you're interested, if you want to whoop your children, I'm 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 not down with the whoopings. My sister tell you she always threatening my nephew. I'm like, you're not gonna do nothing to my nephew. I'm 12 hours away, but I'm like, you ain't doing nothing to my nephew. Um, and she doesn't. <laughs> um, she know I go to war over my nieces and nephews. So um, I get in the car and and drive those 12 hours to get there to defend my nieces and nephews. So. Um, I hope you got something out of the things that I've said. I hope I've been able to like hit a couple of light switches in your mind and have you think about, um, just a, a different approach and not, if you don't want to change your parenting, that's fine. But I hope something in your mind, especially those that always talk about generational um, curses. I hope that this triggers something in your mind and have you thinking, what can I do differently? How can I not yell more? How can I like be more patient? How can I get more connection? How can I be that um, learning tool for my child or my children? Because yes, discipline is um is a method of teaching but you don't have to punish or abuse to teach through discipline if that makes sense that is my time you guys have a great life hopefully i'll be back on the awakening um as a co-host or a guest host and um peace and love